Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello everyone. It's so nice to have all of you joining us tonight on the Pure Hope Show. Imagine, I would like you just to join me to imagine what would life feel like, would be like without fear. Imagine the feeling of living in total trust and faith, never doubting that only the best will ultimately come to you and those you love. Such a life is possible, although it won't happen without intentionality, without without focus. So most of us live, as you all know, most of us live a life rooted in fear. And we fear not having what we need, such as love or safety, money, friends, a job. Perhaps it has been for you success or status, knowledge, but most of the decisions people make are indeed based in fear. I happen to know that a life lived in fear is a barren one. So one of the first things I was told when I walked into this metaphysical community and to this metaphysical life, that I was given the name Hope by angels and by a particular teacher that I saw. And it is true. What hope means is to help open planetary eyes. And it stuck. And so it was my daughter who came up with the name of this program. So hope is what we're going to focus on tonight. It's going to be about uh, moving into the direction of your dreams. And I'm so excited about our program tonight. It is live, and you um, get to participate if you wish. The number that I'm going to give you now, and I will repeat this number later on as well, if you would like to make a comment, if you would like to have a question answered, we are certainly open to that. The number to call is 213-559-2900. Then just press the number 1 if indeed you have a question or a comment, and Jody will pick up and will get started with that question. She will let me know that you have a question. We are going to start with four words. You are worth it. Say that again. You are worth it. We are going to be talking about a fantastic book tonight. These four words that we want to help everyone put into their hearts and take home with them and go to bed with them and sleep with them and walk with them. It does take great love and sometimes it takes great courage to excavate those buried dreams that you might have within you. Tonight just might be the night, so I'd like you to set aside what you are doing and go within glance with great affection and understand uh, your real life so far, where you're at and where you might be going. Perhaps you might remember when once you were going to set the world on fire, 
but you had buried many of those precious dreams under layers of shoulds or have-tos. Perhaps you had unforeseen circumstances, missed opportunities, or perhaps even bungled efforts. It's no wonder that we all need a little courage to retrace our steps. It's no wonder that we need a little courage to move forward. But courage is the price that life extracts for granting peace. And that's what the pilot Amelia Earhart said. So here we are tonight, perhaps putting on our wings and having a chance to speak to Louise Griffith, who inspires change, illuminates possibilities, and helps transform lives. She is a motivational speaker. She's inspirational. She's internationally recognized speaker. She is a success coach, author, and psychologist of 25 years. She empowers her clients, and this is what I like the most. She empowers her clients to get clear about what they want, and then she helps them achieve it. It says on her website that one spark can create a blaze, one word can inspire greatness, and Louise can ignite, will ignite, the greatness within you, even on this program tonight. That's what we're hoping to do. So let us welcome Louise to the program tonight. Hello, Louise. How are you this evening? Hey, you know what? I'm just great. I really have been looking forward to this opportunity, so thank you. I am so pleased that you are on. And when I was looking at your website, I was just excited, uh, excited, excited. And what I was, um, to all of our listeners tonight, I was telling Louise before um, we started the program that this book was given to me, uh, and Louise had also sent me one. But when I was given the book and I read the words, You Are Worth It, I just loved that title and began to prefer this book uh, even before I started reading it. And what I would tell Louise that I felt that the title was somehow encoded, that it was a key that went inside me and opened something up. So tell me, I, I just love when I read the book, tell the listeners um, how you got, came upon that title of this book. I'm happy to. It's um, So some years ago, I was exercising at Curves. Have you ever been to Curves? I have. Anyway, so I was in Lakeville early in the morning and going around the circuits. I was with a lively group, and so I thought half the fun was talking, you know, as you hit the new machine. So I remember I was on a uh, machine that would go to the right, the left, and the person to my left named Missy was going up and down, up and down. We must have been working on her waist. And um, she told me that she had lost 65 pounds so far that year. And I said, oh, my goodness, so how is it that this, you know, you created this at this time in your life, that this happened? She said, one morning I woke up and just decided I was worth it. And so for about three days, Hope, I it, it stuck with me. It wouldn't leave me. It, you know, it haunted me in a good way. And I thought, holy mackerel, she has just given me a golden nugget for life. And so this is what I decided. Not that anyone else should believe this way, but if I don't think I'm worth it, whatever my it may be, and you don't think you're worth it, uh, whatever your it may be, and we don't, it may not, number one, ever happen. It may not happen as soon as it can. 
or to the level that it can. And so that's really, and so I began, I love speaking, professional speaker. So that was my keynote that I developed. Um, Are you willing to be worth it? And so that's really how that came to be. Oh, my God. I love that statement. Are you willing? What was it again? Are you willing? Are you willing to be worth it? I mean, she just said I woke up one morning and just decided I was worth it. But if we don't think we're willing to be worth it, that's the beginning. And then we land. Hopefully, I am worth it. Yes, 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 yes. That's why I love having you on the air with me tonight because with my practice and with my work, I want everyone to walk away from this program, not only ordering this book and reading this book. Well, what's funny is one of my coaching clients had spoken of you, not you per se, but her spiritual director and, you know, how much she respected you and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, apparently she gave you my book. And then someone who also was coming to see you from the cities I'd spoken there, you recommended it. And she's laughed because she said, oh my goodness, I have the book. She just spoke at our center and it's just sort of funny. I'm like, well, how did that book get there? So Uh it's moving, Uh you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I did take this book up north with me just recently. Really, my husband turned 70 and so I decided to take your book up with me and I began to read it and I was totally turned on by reading and starting the questions and some of the questions you know that hit me is how often do you let the opinions of others impact how you think feel and act and much to my wonderment I still have felt uh, others opinion impact sometimes how I think feel and act the other thing Mm -hmm. is um, what would you discover if you had an honest conversation with yourself? I love that question. Mm -hmm. So many of these questions, um, when I honestly answered those questions and knew that something was changing in me. So how did you come up with this book? I know you got the title, but how did you come up with the book then? So it's really been in my soul for my whole lifetime. However, I have a coach, a great coach. He wrote the preface forward for my book, I should say, Mark LeBlanc. And um, so I'd gone through a divorce after 43 years and just took time. I was like, you know, low energy, just spending time healing. And then at one point he said, okay, it's time to grow your business now. And it's time for you to write a book. I'm like, okie doke. And what would that book be? And he said, um, it would be a 52-week journal. Are you willing to be worth it? And I'm like, okie doke. <laughs> I'm like, we'll do that. So I then had mind maps, and I actually was with my friend in Tucson who invited me to her home, their home, for a week, which is lovely. And so we'd go out walking early in the morning, and she said, you may not work when you're here. I'm like, I wouldn't think of it. I'm just going to be writing. <laughs> so... She was reading books, and I sat at this table with my mind maps. And I just sort of prayed, well, what would 52, you know, topics be? So I, you know, I just began. And then I put little lines off and, you know, started that way very simply. And because the subtitle is 52 Weeks to Honoring, Loving, and Nurturing Your Soul. 
And it just really developed. You know what I mean? It just really developed. It was really, I'm going to tell you, divinely, we talked about that, downloaded, inspired. I mean, I I did the work at the computer and so forth. And I do have an experience as a coach and psychologist. But really, I had help from above. And it just kept developing, developing. So when you're talking about the question part, I wasn't planning on any of that. But I do love this um, part. I'm worth it next steps. So they are just reflection questions. And I remember when I got to week nine, because I am doing it myself, I just finished it actually with my friend from the UK. Um, the first invitation is when you hear the words personal power, what does this bring up for you? And so I remember answering, well, at my age and having, you know, done a lot of work, I say, yay, bring it on. That means I have choices. Yeah. And I can reflect back to being younger at different stages in my life where I would have thought, I don't think I have any personal power. I've given it all away. You know what I mean? So I was happy that mm-hmm. it could speak to wherever someone was in the journey. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't planning on any of it, right? Right, right. Well, I love what you just said also about that it speaks to people wherever they are on their journey and wherever they are on their chronological age because I'm 62 and again, here I was reading reading words that says you are worth it, you are worth it, you are worth it, you are worth it and I wanted to be willing to allow that energy to speak to me for my next calling Yep. On, on the question about being an elder or moving into that, you know, I'm having a retreat, I told you before, that we're yeah. going to a place called Honey Rock in the north nice. woods of Minnesota. And I always pick a book um, uh, with, that top, with the topic, and this year that I happened to pick your book. And it was so interesting because someone did say to me, um, wow, you think at our age we would have gotten all of this already, um, that we've already should know that we are worth it. So how do you, Louise, respond to that? What do you think, why do you think we, it's important to continue to work in this area as women? Well, I think it's important and exciting. And I think that we go different, through different layers of healing and um, developmental pieces. Uh, my sister shared a Native American saying with me years ago that I have always respected. Whenever you get there is the right time. So it really doesn't matter. And um, and we do different pieces and different pieces come. And I, I have a, one of my really good friends now in my lifetime Joan Kennedy, you want to write down her name, she'd be, she still is a professional speaker and is writing her fifth book. Anyway, wow. she um, will be 94 on, and I do a program wow. that I can talk about later called the Conversation Circles. You are worth the Conversation Circles, and she was in it. And, you know, it was like very, it was a blessing to watch her process. You know, it's set up that you have uh, four modules being enough, um, setting clear boundaries, reclaiming your personal power, and um, celebrating your magnificence. So it was just a blessing to watch her be in that process and, you know, share where she was and her perspective. And um, so I think it's exciting. 
And chronologically, we could be a certain age and developmentally, as you know, we could be like much younger. So, and we can get buried under shame, you know. And so I just, I just love it that we can continue to examine that question mm-hmm. because we show up mm-hmm. differently and we pursue new things. So that's a long mm-hmm. answer. Forgive me. No, I love every word when you say we get to show up. We really begin to show up more. And instead of thinking of it as work in this area, you said the word, I see it as exciting. And I find the same thing is that I don't find it like rhetoric over and over again. I find it exciting to develop into um, this. And I feel like my ancient wisdom Somehow when I ask those questions, um, my ancient, holy, inner wisdom comes out every time I answer questions like that. And that's what happened up to the North Shore for me when I was doing your questions. And it's funny because my husband had said, well, I thought you were supposed to be doing this in 52 weeks. And I said, perhaps well, so, but I said, um, you don't need to do it in 52 weeks. So, No. And I really recommend that people read it through once, as you did, and really maybe don't yeah. do too many of the exercises. And then go back. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this book, well, actually, I love this book, but to do one week at a time then, because it's short, and we yeah. all have so many things zipping through our brains and our hearts and our minds. So to focus on one thing for the week, it's been a blessing. And my friend and I, because now that I have the journal, we're going to keep, keep doing this every year. And it will be like a, like a, not a history, but, you know, the soul evolves and we are in different places every year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that with her. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journal that goes with this book. Well, really, I'll tell you what, I wanted something that was beautiful and simple. So like if I was referring to week nine, reclaiming your personal power. So in this journal, it has the same cover. It's beautiful, and I want that. And it just has like a quote that I've said and then that affirmation at the end of two blank pages. So I was getting tired of writing my stuff in a journal and having having it be messy. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so that's how that evolved. And yeah. Well, there's something I have... um... You know, one of my best friends is Penny Tower, and so I, you know, you had been so kind to send me not only a book, but a journal as well, and so I did purchase another journal for her, and she has a book, and so we are going to do the same thing. It's, we, you know, in many of our churches and organizations, they say that we have prayer buddies and meditation buddies. Yep, yep. Penny and I, just like you and your friend from the UK, um, we are journaling buddies. And so we answer those questions again. Yep. And um, again, there's something, she goes, the the answers, she said, are so fruitful this time. Yes. The, the, they're ripened different, differently as a, she's a little bit younger than I am. She's still in her late um, 50s. But she says what she notices now is that the the answers are much more different. The fruit is ripened differently and sweeter differently. Oh, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, and that's what we're kind of 
finding by answering the questions and going through the book and going through the journals. So it's a um, wonderful, wonderful thing Well, and, you know, I've enjoyed with Molly, my friend. Um, like I type my responses to the you are, I am worth it next steps. And I'm like, okay, then I read hers and, and I think, wow, I never even thought of it that way. I, you know, that's the blessing of getting a different perspective. It's like, wow, that's a possibility, you know, anyway, and I get to know her at a deeper level. So it's been, you know, yep. neat stuff. Yeah. Yep. How wonderful, how wonderful. Well, tell us the story about the lotus flower. In the beginning of your book, you talk about the lotus flower and how it represents life. Would you like to explain that a little bit more to our listeners? If I may, and I'd like, if I may, just you and I haven't talked about just the cover. So I had I even gotten the rights to, to a watercolor um, dragonfly because I do love the um, symbolism of transformation, right? And so mm-hmm. then my publisher had... I was going to speak at a conference, and I never talked to the person doing my book cover, which, you know, she said she made a mistake. But anyway, I got these three book covers, and I looked at them, and I'm thinking nothing spoke to me, parts of it maybe. And I've never really written my own book. I've been in books, but I thought, I think maybe it should speak to your soul or something. You should love it. So I didn't have my book in time for this conference and other conferences, and then my publisher connected with this person in New York who does things, you know, contract for Random House, blah, 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 blah. So I went downtown and I looked at this woman on Skype and I looked at her and I thought, I don't know who you are, but I love your soul. So we're talking and she was going to redo the watercolor. And I said to her, I said, I'm just curious, do you like that artwork? And she was kind. She said, oh, yes, but I could tell because I could see her. She, you know. So then we said, mm-hmm. okay, how about this? How about if you do that, redo it, please? And then you have the title, you have the 52 weeks, and then we'll pay you separately to do something that speaks to you. And so mm-hmm. it was about two weeks later, and during the night, if I may say, I heard, just wait till tomorrow, you're going to love it. So I left for the day, and I was in a place, I, anyway, I didn't get home to see any connections on my, you know, computer. And so I pulled it up. I was so excited. And I looked at the dragonfly and I'm like, that's a lot better. And then I looked at the cover and I just wept. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you are kidding me. It was like totally a gift from above. It's just like, it's the most beautiful thing ever. And I, I, I don't take credit. It was just like, you know, it was a gift. And so I had never written the, um, intro or whatever the, um, because I didn't have the cover. So then I began researching the lotus flower, and if I may read from the introduction, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is such a gift. The lotus flower grows in muddy and murky water far away from the sun. It slowly rises above the surface to bloom with remarkable beauty without even a drop of mud on it. During the night, the lotus closes and sinks under the water, emerging again with the sunlight of a new day. It blooms in spite of unfavorable conditions. The lotus flower represents life. Just as the lotus flower grows up from the mud into an object of great beauty, people also grow and change and become more beautiful. The lotus flower can represent a hard time in life you've overcome. The sunlight reminds us of the hope, there you are, of a new day. And as the lotus flower begins to emerge, we are encouraged never to quit when things seem difficult. The blossom of a lotus flower embodies enlightenment, 
our awareness and beauty. So, you know, that just came from above, really, if I may say. Yes. Yeah. I loved that when I read that. I perhaps read that several times because my roots had kind of a muddy, you know, a history of being raised in my family and the remarkable journey of what it brought me to this light that now living in this temple and bringing light to the world and helping people change and working with guides and holy ones and uh, praying and meditating and chanting, I I do believe that it has taken courage and I do believe going through your books sometimes and answering. Because lots of times, as you and I know, that people will get a book, they will love the book, but they won't answer the questions and and even if they will answer the questions, there's something that needs to happen to them to motivate them to change. How do you help mm-hmm. your clients to do that? So as a psychologist after 28 years and a coach for many, I, I believe uh, there's a gift in um, accepting, honoring people wherever they are in their journey Mm-hmm. And then not spending too much time. It's you know it's interesting to know. Well, this happened to me. This happened to me, and it it is important. And yet we can spend sometimes too much time. We can become yep. attached to our story. It's like okay, yep. so then it's like, well, what did you learn from that? But it doesn't. That doesn't happen. You you just don't s- switch from story A to story B. And yet without doing some work and. um and so what did you learn and what do you want to create? That takes time and that's not, and there's no time limit like, ooh, people should do that in X amount of time. But I do think accepting someone for who they are and where they are, seeing them with um, love and light, holding them there, and knowing that, you know, they have their timing. I, I was telling you that my sister shared with me a Native American saying, whenever you get there is the right time. So we can say, oh, should have done that then, whatever. But it's like, so I get excited about the fact that, yes, and it can be different. That's, and some people without, I don't mean this with disrespect, um, they don't want to give up their story because they're just so used to being the victim and the martyr. That's the only story they know. And then mm-hmm. also with great respect, I know that um, many people don't know how to change their story. And so that's mm-hmm. something I think you and I have had the privilege of doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, I agree. I do think for me, um, it has taken a certain, like I said, a certain amount of courage. And I read someplace that courage has its own rewards. And very often what I have seen that it has been high, that courage has its rewards when I dig deep into that courage, whether it's to answer those questions, the ancient wisdom comes out, that that it's very often very high. In fact, many people have said that there's a bit of a universal law um, and Uh it talks about, that plays with the energy of courage, that there's a universal law of energy within that courage. And so they say that the amount of inspiration and mastery gained is directly related to the amount of courage invested in your life. I loved that statement when I read that. 
I do too. And in my book, I do have a a week on courage. And here's the quote that I've always loved. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Because you spoke about fear at the beginning. And I relate to that. Yes. Yes. So right now, I believe, um, I think it, we are living in such exciting times because um, they say that today is the beginning of the Mayan calendar. And also on this day, you know, whether they like Hillary Clinton or not, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. propose anything, but today, yeah. um, you know, is a... A big day. It's the day where here in the United States, um, the first woman running in the Democratic Party or any party for yeah. a front row seat of the United States of America. And so right. my Jody, who is my Shiva here at the Hope Interface Center, she said, well, Hope, you did say that this is the year of the women, the year of the women. Yep. And I'm... And I see many men as well, but I really do believe that this is the year of the women right now. And so there's a lot of wonderful energy um, coming into the planet and helping us get that courage to become the women that we were meant to be, that we were meant to be. Yep, I agree. So you're kind of the woman that I would love, because I love the story that you gave about the woman who was in her 90s. I mean, those are the type of women that I consider oh. mentors in my life. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And I don't hang out with her because it's nice to go. I mean, she doesn't drive now and we're, you know. Anyway, um, right. like it would be a kind thing to do. No. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. to to connect with her. And we laugh. We high five. She's very wise. I mean, it's a blessing. Yes. Yes. So yeah. what I also loved about your book is your affirmations in each of the uh, the readings, like um, just simply you are fun. And mm-hmm. I love the affirmation that the world would not be the same without you. The world yes, would not true. be the same without you. Yeah. Thank you. And then keep replenishing yourself. Um, why? Because you're worth it. I, I love mm-hmm. those statements that you had. At Thank the you. End. You are fun. The world is uh, would not be the same without you. So how do you get that across to people? Again, that's that whole, um, you know, to replenish yourself because you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. As a coach, as a professional psychologist, how do you, I mean, I don't know, do you get people or do you just help guide them until they want to interact with the holy self and bring that forth. I missed the first part of what you said. I I got the second part about interact with themselves. Yeah, do you believe as as a personal coach, do you believe as a psychologist, do you believe yeah. that we are able to to get people there or is that just really like you said a personal decision of courage, a personal decision of change. So to, uh, can we get people there? Um, I think that we have the privilege and honor of journeying with someone. I mean, there are some people who don't really want to be in a different place, right? And right. so it's for whatever reason, without any judgment, I love to work with people who do, and I see hope for them. There's that word hope again. 
and that things, mm-hmm. you know, you just look at things differently, a different perspective, and what might replenish your soul would be far different than mine. So there's no prescription, but if you, you know, I say in one of the chapters, if you love to sing, then you got to sing. If you love to dance, dance. I mean, and so to find those places, and then I'll be, I guess I will say this for sure. There is such a thing as depression. I mean, it's, um, and sometimes that can put, I, I picture a trash compact going down and people can't access those things. And so I like for people, it, it doesn't get to be an excuse and it is treatable. So I like people to just be cognizant of that. And because uh, sometimes they forget that they can access, you know, other possibilities. So right. I think that we right. get to meet everyone where they are in their journey and then it's such an honor. It is. It is. And with growth for one person, it's not about comparing any of it. It's like, okay, what's possible for you today? What are you excited about? What would you, you know, where would you like to be? That's a good question. Like, what's possible for you today? What's possible for mm-hmm. you today? And to, to do that. Because a wise woman once advised me not to be um, kind of I would be if I could be person or I could be if I would be kind of person. She kept on, I had a mentor to Irma Beaumont who uh, passed in the spirit world at the age of 98. And oh, she was wow. really one of those women as well that would just say, don't end up as you get older. You know, I would be this or I could have been this. If I right. would have done this or I would have been this. So, she, you know, her wisdom kind of helped motivated me to go from yep. as much being into what I call doing. And again, right. I think that commitment to change is a, an equal, again, the energy of that. Um, I teach universal laws. So, again, that there's a, uh, uh, there's a universal energy in the word courage and the action of courage um, that stimulates that change. And then there is a universal law called the universal law of participation. So how, again, what your book, I think, represents and our teachings to people is that with this universal law of participation, if you want something different than what you have, then there's a universal law of participation and the equal totally. amount of that participation gets you that change of what you're looking for. Totally. Because um, they can't zap so you with something, you know. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. So somehow, uh, talk to me a little bit about your personal journey with your personal coach. When did you get a personal coach? to help you writing this book. Oh, my goodness. I have... So, Mark LeBlanc is my mentor from way... Uh, so, I met him National Speaker Association probably 2001 and um, 2002. So, we have journeyed together. I, I just feel like I, I know his soul, whatever. And, you know, I don't always... Anyway, he's been great for me. And I've also had another coach, Paul Sheely, I believe in coaching, and I'm not against therapy. Hello, I did that for many years. I um, I think, you know, we just have different avenues for, it depends on the type of therapy, but anyway. Um, 
so they've invited me to grow and challenge me and accepted me. I would never be hanging out with anyone who didn't really like me <laughs> and see mm-hmm. hope for me, right? And mm-hmm. also who has a sense of humor. That's pretty important to me. You know, so I can laugh at myself and, yeah. you know, how I, it's important. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. So did you have did you have any um, big issues come up with your life that you decided that you were going to go to personal coach or were you just kind of, um, like I have one teacher who says to me that you're just a bit of a poster girl and, and uh, really want to go for life and engage in life. So did, when you were looking for your personal coach to move you in this direction of blooming and blossoming, did did you have um, something that was happening in your life at the time, or did you just decide, I want to coach? Oh, for sure. Okay. No, I mean, I've always been in the process of... So even back, so are you going to be worth it? When I speak about mm-hmm. this in my keynote, it's like, well, what is your it? I mean, back to Missy, she had 65 pounds. That was her hit and went on to even drop more pounds. So I went back to when I was in high school. Anyway, so I remembered an it that I had. It's about putting your stake in the ground like you know this. And actually your soul knows it. And you just like stick with it, even though other people may not understand. And so Mm there have been many of those. And I think probably for me, the biggest thing in my life at my age, I'll be 70 this summer as I head off for the Camino, is, you know, getting a divorce after 43 years and knowing that I would be the bad guy and so on and so forth. And I'm not, I mean, I'm pro-marriage. I'm pro-relationships or there's, you know, but my soul is dying. And I just reached a point and I say this in the back of my book, if you don't honor your own soul, who will? And so that has definitely been life-changing for me and the coaches that I've had have been supportive. I myself found uh, a great therapist and I like that about myself um, in order to go from story A to story B. You know, I think you ask for help and help from, you know, people who are compatible, who will um, challenge you to grow, accept you for who you are. And so those people are very important during that. Well, they still are. You are I'm going to be 70, but I'm going to be like Joe, and I got stuff to do. It's like I'm stepping into why I really came at this time in my life. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Well, do you do circles and things up in the cities? What do you? Are you doing you know, I circles? Do. I, I after I wrote the book, I had this book launch, and that was great. And I thought, well, what the heck do I do with this? So I woke up one morning, and I was paying attention, and I sort of heard, well you know, gather some women together. So at the women's club where I belong, I can use a room. And so I had these You Are Worth It forums. Once a month, uh, women could come one time, no charge. And I didn't really speak. I had three questions that I would go around. And and I sat back and I watched. And I thought, you know, good women, not that they're like bad women, but good women really like to come together. And I was like um, blessed by how authentic they were right off the bat. And I know that I have a sacred gift of um, of helping to create a space that is safe and sacred. So I'll just say that part. But anyway, they're like amazing women. So then it just developed like, you know what, I, 
I now have a five-month program. The next one starts August 9th and called Your Work at Conversation Circles. And so there are four modules that I think are universal. I can say that I continue to work through them, but I know that women, people, men too, um, being enough, uh, setting clear boundaries, reclaiming your personal power, and celebrating your magnificence. So we come together five times for two hours, and then the materials are passed out for the first module. And I went into the book, my book, and you know there chose four weeks that would support that topic, that module. And so the women do one a week, and I set up a discovery partner so they can connect, and I do a coaching session. And then we come together to check in as women and then do the processing of that. And just finished the last one two two months ago. And really, mm. I sat back, Hope, and I, I, like, I sort of wept with tears of joy. One mm. woman in the morning circle looked totally different and in the evening, but I just, it's just such a sacred privilege, isn't it, to be a part of that process. So I do that, and I do like half days. You are worth it. Um, I have one in November, a half day on a Saturday. And I love coaching, and I love speaking on that. So I feel really blessed. Yeah, yes. Well, tell us a little bit about your walk that you're going to do at um, the Camino. You said that it was important for you to do that around your 70th birthday, and I, well, we were talking my, before the my program. coach Mark did this maybe seven years ago. He walked all 500 miles, and mm-hmm. number one, at my age, I don't have the time or the resources to do 500, nor do I run a really sleep in hostels that have um, 60 people yeah. sleeping in bunk beds snoring. No, thank you very much. So mm-hmm. um, we'll be walking the last 110, and I'm doing this with my friend Molly in the UK. I'll fly there. And it's just something we've talked about for a long time, and I just can feel it in my soul that, I mean, I don't have expectations about it, but I just have an idea that walking 17 miles the first day, 16 the next, you know what I mean? It's just going to, I don't, I'm just curious. And I'm sure you've seen the movie The Way. If not, I recommend people yeah. see that. It's a wonderful movie. And um, and so I do love the fact that actually on my 70th, we're flying out of Manchester to go to Spain. It's just a symbolism. It's like, come on. I feel like I get to create the next 10 best years of my life. And having children, raising children, those are great seasons. It's a new season, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like out yeah. walking in the morning. I am, I think, a little bit behind perhaps in the training, but I hope my body remembers that we used to be really fit. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> yes. Is there age range that you? Um, I know that you said that you prefer to work with women who you know really want to change. Is there age range of women that you work with, um, or do you feel that's more interest in the book? Then I know that you said the book is, and it is written for all age range women. But is there a certain age range where you think it kicks in more right now for for women because this is the year of the women? So that that's a really great question. My my mind and heart are scanning the women who have been in the groups and whatever. And, you know, some are in their late 30s, late 30s. And, of course, there's Joan who's in her 90s. And so I think it's really about maybe a soul's 
purpose journey where they are. And I love that. And in this last morning group that I had, there was a woman there working on her PhD in spirituality and so on and so forth, okay? And there's also a woman who had graduated from high school, got married, had kids, kept raising different generations. And um, what I just noticed is that, like, right away they connected at lunch, they're discovery partners, and I love the fact it's because they were good women connecting. It had nothing to do with, you you said you, oh, you, pardon you me. connect them. So, like, What's a, I, I invite people to have a discovery partner. So, if you and I are a discovery partner during the month, we'll maybe uh-huh. call each other once or we'll email or how are you doing, what are you learning. So, yeah, I didn't explain that. But you know what I'm saying? It, it didn't matter that one graduated from high school and one is working on yeah. a PhD because that's just what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. I don't know. I just love that. I do, too. I do, too. So did I answer your question? You did, you did, you did. I'm going to see if there's a question here. I'm going to ask. Hello, you. Hello, you are on the air with uh, the Pure Hope Show. Do you have a question for Louise? Hi. Yes, I do. Go ahead. You may ask that question. Um, I have a job interview this coming Friday at 2 p.m. Um in a call center for a major medical insurance company. Um, And do you see me getting a job offer and will I keep the job? Oh, you know, that's not my gift is to um, be able to, you know, know those things or see those things, but I can tell you what I can see. What I can encourage you to be is be who you are. And know the the gifts that you bring, that your soul brings. I understand you don't talk about souls in your job interviews usually. But if you can know that and walk in with a light that you bring and let that shine. I mean, number one, do you want the job? Are you on the air yet? Are you there? No, she she must be listening. Okay. Yes, I would tell it the same thing is that um, we create our own realities, do we not? We create that with thought, we create that with uh, feelings, we create that with as well as doing. So the question when you propose that is do you really, 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 really want the job is part of the creation. So um, I would tell her if she does want the job to go out there and um, see herself getting that job, taking her greatness, totally. her magnificence um, to that. To And I always call, I'm going to an altar today. There <laughs> you know, know, and I always, when people go for interviews, I always say, um, present yourself in the most uh, powerful, powerful, powerful way that you possibly can. If you believe in your magnificence, if you believe in your field of energy, then you have something to present to the world, which is wonderful. So um, I want to thank the caller. I hope she's able to hear that. You said you have a poem or reading that you would like to share. I'd like you to share that if you have it right now. I said that I had a poem and a reading? Yeah, I thought you had had uh, something that you wanted to share. 
Gosh, I, have, uh, I just can tell people I love poetry. I I um I wanted to share that uh, preface. I wonder. If oh. you, anyway, um, on the my website, there is a section um, called poetry because I love poetry. I always bring poetry, a different one, to each conversation circle into my thing. So if people love poetry, like for a new beginning. That's actually one of my favorites. I can get that. Do you know that one by John O'Donohue? Yes, yes, I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of like my sign of the cross, you know, for a new beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fun about life. It all can be a new beginning. I will, I will not die and unlive life. I love that. Of course, light. Wow. So. Mhm. Mhm. If people so like what do you poetry, they. Go ahead. So what do you think is happening in the world today with all this uh, shifting and changing that is taking place? What do you think is the best thing that we can do in this shift? What do you, what do you, first and foremost, what do you think is happening right now in the dynamics of the world? And where do you think that we as women play a role in that as we move forward? It's such a great question. And I... Like even with Molly today, she was telling me about some priest was saying mass somewhere, 85 years old, and ISIS just killed him. And she's like a little worried for us to go to Santiago. But I'm like, can't be living in fear. I don't. So I I don't really like get it. I'm I'm a slow cooker, and I'll listen to other people who have insights into that. But I just send light and love. And what is the lesson here? How can we do things differently? How can we? I mean, it's it's discouraging. It's like you know, mm-hmm. scary. I don't I don't think I have. That's what I do. I I pray and I send light and I send love and I'm like, what is the lesson here? How can yes. I contribute yes. to it being a different energy? Yes. Yes, that's that's what I believe also. But there'll be a right lot of now. people would have more profound answers to that. I, but I, I said, no, I said we, you know, we like she even said, let's fly to Dublin then to Santiago because if you lived in Europe, you'd know that you want to avoid as many airports as you can. And I thought, well, I don't want to be fearful. But I thought, well, I don't live in Europe, so you know what? And she's not a fear-based person, so I'm happy that we're flying to Dublin then switching planes and going right. To Santiago, so there's just a fine line about, you know, fear and faith and being practical. Right, I yeah. would agree. I would agree. And you know, when they talk about fear, that whole thing is false evidence appearing to be real. I've always, yep. when someone told me that that's what the word fear really represented is false mm-hmm. evidence appearing to be real. I never, ever, mm-hmm. ever forgot that. And so, again, sometimes we are um, being called to pierce through that illusion and be the light, be the light, be the light right now. Be the light, yep. yep. Be the light. So, yep. um, so tell us a little bit more is what do you have to offer um to the world right now? When, how can people contact you and what kind of workshops do you do and um, personal coaching? Well, thanks do, for do asking. Do all of that type of work? Pardon me? You are welcome. 
Um, do you do all of that type of work still, personal coaching? So I just closed my private practice as a psychologist. A teenager once saw my name, Louise Griffith, M-A-L-P, and she asked, does L-P stand for licensed psychopath? And I said, well, honey, it depends on the day, but, you know, um, <laughs> because I really, I live in a different part of town, and I don't want to be doing electronic records and insurance, blah, blah, blah. So I still mm-hmm. do the same work as a coach, and um, I do love to speak, and I speak to different groups, associations. I had a real, I'm a former teacher, and one of my happiest moments in the last year was doing the keynote for New Prague School District, so it was K-12 and bus drivers, because I really do want teachers to remember why they are worth it, but I speak to, you know, women's groups and in churches, and I've been in groups with men, and it's gone over fine. So I do love speaking, you're worth it, and I do love the half-day workshops, and these conversation circles are, you know, next one starts August 9th, and I've also then, some of the coaching that I do begins with an assessment that mathematically measures the clarity of a person's thought processes, and so I've asked people, well, what three areas do you want to retrain, you know, like neuropathways? And so I've gone into my book and I've chosen four weeks that would be relevant to them. And it's sort of a variation of the conversation circle and that's been a blessing for people. So to answer your question, you know, I mean, I, as I said, I really feel like God's been preparing me for this time in my life, my background, my experiences, just like you, like anyone. And so I, people can contact me. My website is www.1shininglight.com. That's my company name that Mark LeBlanc gave me years ago. I had no idea what it meant. And um, um, I have a phone number. Can I say that or not? I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. 952-484-3100. And my email is louise, L-O-U-I-C, at one shining light, O N E shining light dot com. Good, good, good. We have another question here. I'm going to push you. Hello, welcome to the Pure Hope Show. Do you have a question you'd like to ask? Yes, I do. Um, Mike, my name is Jay. I'm from Canada. Hi, Jay. Welcome. Yeah, my awesome. question. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my question is just um, regarding um, success. It seems like everything um, that we're worth, it seems like it has to have the measurement. So I just wonder why our society is so built on success as a measurement of, you know, well, being a success is, is a measurement of something, a number or, or wealth or something like that. And, and people define that it's who we are. But what about what we are? Is, is that what we're worth? Or what we are is not... Um, is internal and who we are is kind of like external in a way. Well, um, what a great, you have, you have about five deep questions there. So, um, I think, you know, what you're saying about who we are in our essence, that's really what it's really about to begin with. And then with success, I like for people to define their own, what does that mean to them? because it is sort of a little buzzword, and it does feel good. So I'm a grandmother, and I love to talk with my grandchildren about that. And so sometimes it's about, for them, 
at school, you know, making new friends or, I mean, they have different interpretations of it. So I think for people to make their own definition, if you look at the world for their term and definition of success, we can be disappointed. Um, so life isn't just about success, being and being a really great human being who honors themselves and other people. That's sort of important. But, I mean, does that answer your question? I, I'm a slow cooker, and so the questions you've asked, like before I go to bed tonight, I'll still be thinking about them, right? Mm. Does that help? Um, yeah, well, well, a little bit, because, it, I mean, it just, it just seems like society is, is geared towards that. Because if you roll off somebody on TV, it, it, it's it's like, okay, they, they sold this books or they did this and whatever. And, yeah. and, and it's just so, I don't know, not egoistic, uh, driven, but it's just numbers. Or, and I just it kind of it's kind of interesting that way to be recognized is is measurable. Seems like you know what your worth is is measurable. Because even when people I talk to spiritualists too, there's like, what do you do for a living? So they can gauge who, who, how much you're worth. You know, or or really another perspective, if I may give this to you, they might be interested. Like, how do you spend your time? How do you use your gifts? That could also be another perspective, you know what I mean, to consider they might really, like if I asked you that question I'd be curious to know how you're using your gifts I wouldn't be wanting to know for another reason but I I love what you bring forward Jay, because for me what I tell people is that success is not a destination it is a, a daily choice and choices on who we are uh, mm-hmm. And I just had this discussion with my husband just the other day because um, they were asking kids, they were asking kids, um, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? And they would start saying, well, I want to be a doctor and I want to be a lawyer and I want to be this and that. And because I'm a spiritual teacher, I said, isn't it interesting that the kids are not answering, uh, I want to be a good person. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Um so I love that you bring that forward, Jay. So for me, mm-hmm. success—my definition—that success is not a de- that it's not a destination. It is a, a daily choices that we make mm-hmm. every day on what we bring to the table, what we bring to the altar of life. And um, so that, that's a good is, question to ponder. Yes, thank you. Yeah, just is it alright if I can ask another question? Because something just popped up right Absolutely. away too. My my question is that we always have to use something like a material item to reference us as how much we're worth. You know, we buy something or a car or whatever. So how come it doesn't reflect on us that that's just outer stuff and the inner stuff is basically really really matters. You know, the joy aspect of how how we are and things like that. So how come we're so programmed that it it the other stuff that defines us, such as the need. Christmas time, around Christmas time, if you don't have it, you need it, you want it, and they really, really, really push on the ads to to this is if you're you're not, you're not happy without it and things like that. Yeah, it doesn't really that that type of oh no, not brainwashing, but just the 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 constant you know thing that goes on into our minds and saying that that that's what we're worth is is 
really isn't. So how do you actually, with your clients, how do you actually kind of like slowly or how do you shift their mindset to say this is this is what worth is? So I really invite people, and I do the same myself, to pause. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about like around Christmas, I haven't had a television for four years, and you know, so I don't get okay. influenced by that stuff. But um, I, I think to pause and notice that that's a tendency to want to equate it, and then once again, as Hope is saying, the good news is that we can pause and decide. It's like, no, that isn't really going to work for me. That's not going to be life-giving for me or to others. And then to say, so what are the gifts that I've been given that I'm excited about that I can use? I think it's got to be something that we, you know, we reprogram that differently. We notice, and then that's, like, not going to work for me. It is a conscious choice, I believe. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I love it because um, I want Jade to know and everybody to know is that the name of the book is You Are Worth It, but underneath it, it says 52 Weeks to Honoring, Loving, and Nurturing Your Soul. Yep. So So I believe that's the ticket to being in your soul. It's 52 Weeks to Honoring, Loving, and Nurturing your soul and what our souls are bringing forth. And that's the reason why I love this book and love the questions because, again, the questions, Jay, of which um, she has in this wonderful book is about honoring, loving, and nurturing your soul, whatever our soul song is, is that we're bringing out and singing to the planet. So it's a dynamite book, and I think that if you're finding ways to honor, loving, and nurturing your own soul, this might absolutely, and that you're worth it. You're worth it to honor and love and nurture your yeah. own soul. And I think that's what you're bringing forth, and I think that's mm-hmm. powerful, powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you, Jay, for calling in. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. Welcome. I just talked to my friend in uh, Calgary right before the call, so I'm into Canada for sure. Yay, yay, yay. Yay. Okay, we're going to end pretty soon, but I want you, you you and I talked about your next book. Can you tell everybody, are you willing to tell everybody what the name of your next book is? Because I love that name as well. They say you shouldn't say that, but anyway, I... (laughs) believe is going to be um, until now in that as a psychologist and coach over the years, you know, we say things, well, I'm just la, 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 la. And I listen and pause. I say, well, yes, until now. I mean, that's the good news about, I've forgotten the subtitle that my my coach Mark said, but Mm-hmm. I just that is the good news about life. Yes, we yeah. we think one way, uh, we see ourselves in one light, and but it's like well, until now, but it can be different, and it often is. Yes, and so I yes. think it brings Always. hope and stay curious about what's possible, and so I'll have yes. to get going on yes. that. I'll have to have little folders going. I'll have to have little mind maps going until now. Yay. But I've said that Yay. for years, and so I thought, well, 
maybe there's something there, and I believe there is. So. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Well, I want to thank everybody so much for joining me on the Peer Hope Show. I want to certainly thank you, Louise, for taking your time out. I know that you're a busy woman, and I want to say oh, happy it's been a birthday. Blessing. So much fun. Wonderful 70-year-old energy that's on the program tonight <laughs> and bringing that out there. I want to let everyone know that her book, You Are Worth It, and I want to put the 52 weeks to honoring, loving, and nurturing your own soul. And again, if you don't honor your own soul, who will? That is such. And you can get it on my my website, and I'll sign a copy and mail it to you, or it is on Amazon. The journals are only on my website just because I don't have as many of those, so. Yes, Wonderful. I do believe, I do believe that if you do, if you don't honor your own soul, who will? That's yes, yes, true, yes. And I'd love to invite you down sometime for a spiritual service to just see our beautiful temple here, um, and uh, will give me an opportunity to connect with you in a deeper way. Um, I'm so totally I, coming. I really. Oh yay, yay! I'm glad to hear that. And I, so Let I'm me going watch to the end. Camino. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I would love I'm like, that. like on the then weekends you... now. I'm going to be walking three, four hours. I mean, it's like holy hammock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some years ago, I well, seven years ago, I walked the breast cancer walk with my daughter in San Diego, and so I was seven years younger. And there was like a training schedule, right? Plus, I had a buddy. Mm-hmm. So, and every other time we do something in person, so I'd go pick her up, and we were like, do it. And then, you know, yeah. in between, Mother, did you? I'm like, yes. So now I'm like my own buddy, which is, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it now, though. Good. Good I'm for you. Well, we yes. will send you love and light from this temple for thank that you. Uh, walk. Thank you. That walk. So thank, thank you. Thank you for being on the program tonight. I'm going to oh, end tonight a with fun. a reading. Thank you. Called Imagine a Woman. And this is for men as well. Imagine a woman who believes it is right and good that she is a woman. A woman who honors her experience and tells her stories. Who refuses to carry the sins of others within her body and life. Imagine a woman who has acknowledged the past influences on the present. A woman who has walked through her past and who has healed into the present. Imagine a woman who authors her own life, a woman who exerts, initiates, and moves on her own behalf, who refuses to surrender except to her truest self and to her wisest voice. Imagine a woman in love with her own body, a woman who imagines the divine in her image and likeness, who designs her own spirituality and allows it to inform her daily life. Imagine a woman who honors the face of the goddess in her changing face. A woman who celebrates the accumulation of her years and her wisdom. A woman who refuses to use precious energy disguising the changes in her body and her life. Imagine a woman who values the women in her life. A woman who sits in circles with other women, who is reminded of the truth about herself when she forgets. Imagine yourself as this woman. So to Mm. all of 
the women on this exciting day when we have a woman running for the presidential um, seat in the United States. It is an honor to be a woman at this time because there's so much is happening. So um, it is a great day. So we want to invite all of you to join us next month when we are going to be speaking to uh, Gina Kenbalam uh, uh, Miranda. She is a Mayan timekeeper, so I think that's going to be exciting. Gina is an expert on the Mayan calendar. Again, I think it's interesting that today is the first day of that Mayan calendar. Calendar is a 5,000-year-old vehicle of predictions and spirituality. The Mayan calendar is an ancient device filled with secret codes, and dearest Gina will be talking about that and telling us about some signs um, of these days right now that we are in. So please join us next month as we will be talking to a Mayan timekeeper. Until we meet again, once again, Lois, I, Louise, I thank you, thank you, thank you. And to all of our listeners, always, I thank you for joining us. Namaste, namaste, namaste. Namaste, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle. Be loving. Be true. Okay. Good, good, good. Is this Seventy years old and she's walking the Camino. Wow. Yeah, I knew that she was